0: It's always an interesting process just when it comes to this point of sharing because I had something I thought I was going to be sharing about today that's kind of occurred for me the last week or so myself. But then as I get in here, the energy sometimes moves to share in a different way. So sometimes you know, I find myself in my own personal process where I have to let go of what I thought I was going to do or want to do and then, of course, surrender and go with the flow of what is to do, right? <laughs> and that's always the case. So obviously what I'm sharing for myself personally is where we find ourselves in our own lives. We all have our fantasies, or ideas, or wants and desires of what we think life should be or what we want in life. And, of course, the challenge is when it doesn't go the way we want it, what do we do? Do we... Work at it harder, try to make it work to get what we want? Or do we surrender? But in the surrendering, what do we do? Do we give up and then we don't do anything now because we didn't get what we wanted? Or in our surrendering, do we actually let go and begin to forgive and then open up and begin to look, well, how shall I participate? What is there for me to do now? What is my participation? What is the action that appears to be in front of me that seems to be making itself more and more evident of what probably is the right thing for me to do rather than what I want to do? And that's a lot of the challenge of walking any spiritual pathway, but especially the one we share here in Interlight Ministries Because the real pathway that we share here is a pathway of the soul's transcendence out of this physical creation and back into the spiritual. This really is an action of the soul returning back into, as we say, the heart of God or the soul realm or the ocean of love and mercy. This is a different action here that we are sharing about than what we would want personally in our physical lives or how we feel emotionally or our belief systems. Because what we're doing here has nothing to do with all that physical, imaginational, emotional, and mental of what we're attempting to try to pursue or get in our lives here. And that's often where we find ourselves in the greatest challenge and struggle is, well, what is it really for me to do here? And then what is it really for me to do this spiritual journey, this path, the sound and light of going home to God? And so we often find our wires crossed inside of ourselves of which direction to go. Because we hear over and over that God is of spirit. And to worship and love God, we need to go into spirit. So that has something to do with a spiritual action. That has nothing to do with what we do physically, mentally, or emotionally. But a lot of the times, what do we do? We try to bring God into our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, in what we do here in the world, thinking, okay, let me bring God into my life so my life gets better. And that's the challenge. We're trying to literally control and manipulate God to get God to do what we want to do, what we want our lives to be. We always try to seek, well, what's my purpose? So, But unfortunately, we try to make a purpose about something we're doing in the world. And that alone is really where we go into the greatest struggle. Because the true action of spirit is not about our purpose in the world or what we're doing in this world or attempting to do but really about simply loving God letting go of this world and literally leaving and going back into that spiritual kingdom that's the real spiritual action that has nothing to do with this world or our thoughts or beliefs or emotions, or desires. There's nothing to do with that. And I know that's where the challenge, the confusion comes from, is because we have been so conditioned now into the world, we try to keep relating through the world, even as we're doing this thing we call spirit. We keep trying to make spirit somehow relate to the physical world. It doesn't. Well, it does, but it doesn't. I say it that way because it's not at all the way we try to, through our ego, make it to be that way. Obviously, this physical dimension won't even exist without spirit. So, of course, it has to do with spirit in the bigger scheme of things. Well, right now, I'm talking more about the individual, us as the divine spark that is incarnated, that is inhabiting this body, this imagination, these emotions, this mind. I'm talking more about that personal, individualized spark of God. That action that each of us has to look at and live ourselves of who we are within the bigger picture of all that God is. And there's definitely a difference between the action of spirit and the action of the world. And that's a lot of what we're discovering, learning, awakening to here. One thing I want to make clear, if it isn't clear yet, or if somebody new is listening in, the action that we're doing in interlight ministry is a very rare one you're going to find in the truest sense around the world. There are places in the world, and always have been throughout all the ages, but the action that we're doing here really is about the action of the soul returning back into the spiritual kingdom. When we talk about meditation, the sacred name of God, the sound and the light of God, the Holy Spirit, the soul, the heart of God, this is all the terminology to give you an idea of what we're doing. But then we've got to bring that idea to life so it becomes a living reality. And the living reality of what we attempt to do here and what we always share and talk about is that action of the soul, the divine spark that is inhabiting this body here. It's return back into the spiritual realm, back to its true home. This body has a birth and this body has a death. But that which gives it life is because it enters here. And then when it leaves here, the body dies. But that that gives life is the part we are concerned with in Inner Light Ministries. Because that part is the divine spark, the living, loving essence of God, of who we each are truly as the soul, that divine spark of God. And that is what we concern ourselves with here in the action that we're doing here. We have one sole purpose, pun intended. What we're doing in ILM and really the purpose that the soul has when it is ready because it is coming towards the end of its journey through this physical creation, there will come a point in time and space in which the soul is ready now to really begin the journey home back into the spiritual creation. God created The heavens and the earth, and the earth is void and without form. So God created the heavens. That's the spiritual universe in which we are talking here of the soul going back to. And God created the earth, or the realm of time and space. And that's where we find ourselves. So we've come out of the spiritual creation into the physical creation. And believe me, that journey just through this physical creation for each divine spark here is quite long. But at some point, we're going to have fulfilled the experiences, have learned the lessons of why we've come into this aspect of God's creation. And once we are coming towards the end of that, we're going to begin to be stirred awake now, begin to want to pursue that action of spirit rather than the actions in the world. It is all one movement of God's loving. And that movement of God's loving has come into this creation through the Holy Spirit. And it is we that have come in through the Holy Spirit into this creation to have experience. And then as that movement of the Holy Spirit begins its journey back, well, it's going to bring us with it. That's why we call it a river of loving. We are each traveling in that river of loving. It is so amazingly vast and yet so specific at the same time. That's why in here you'll hear us talk about the greater action of creation itself as well as just the individualized journey of the soul through all of God's creation. Because we're trying to give you the the bigger picture for your understanding but also then to focus in on your own individualized journey. Because that individualized journey is about you. That is God in expression through the bigger picture. So it can help to understand the bigger picture, but the truth is, you really only need to know about you and your journey. You want to know what your purpose is? Your purpose is to wake up and to discover who you are. Who you really are not who you think you are, not how you feel about yourself, not what you think about yourself, because who you really are has nothing to do with your thoughts and feelings. The problem is, we've made it about what we think about ourselves and how we feel about ourselves, and most of us don't feel good about ourselves, or at times we do feel good about ourselves, but then something happens and we don't feel good about ourselves. And up and down, all around, we're always going. It's always changing. But who we really are doesn't change in the essence of who we are. The only difference is the truth of who we are gains experience, and that's what we could call the wisdom of the soul. But it is that wisdom of the soul that we are gaining through our journey in any realm of God's creation. And those of us here, this is where we find ourselves. So here we are learning about this physical creation through our experience. But those of you listening, you're beginning that journey, or you have been already doing the journey for a while, of now the greater spiritual action of the return. I hope I'm being clear. It is all a spiritual action. But we try to differentiate The real movement of spirit inside rather than the movement of spirit through the physical world are two different things. And we each have to begin to get greater clarity and understanding in that so that we can begin to know how we can really support ourselves more spiritually rather than always trying to just make our physical lives better. I've said it over the years one day you're going to realize the more you make your life about the spiritual action, you're going to begin to discover that then all the things in your physical life are going to start to balance out and work for you. But the harder you work at your physical life, the harder it seems to get. The more you work at your spiritual life, the more the physical life just begins, I'm going to say smooth out, for a lot of you say, yeah, you're crazy. It seems like when I do spirit, I've got more turmoil, stress, whatever challenge going on than ever. Well, that's because the challenges, the mind, the emotions, imagination, and body, and all that's wrapped up in that of that we've been so focused in, is very challenged to now let go of all that and say, I'm going to focus now on God and my soul, and my soul's return home to that spiritual kingdom. The challenge is just the letting go of all those things we thought we wanted, that we needed, our purpose in this life physically. But that's not the challenge. The challenge is not a spiritual challenge. It is not challenging to do spirit it is just challenging for these levels of the ego consciousness to let go for that spiritual action to take place but the more we can give to the spiritual action of loving god and allowing god to love us the more it helps to smooth out those struggles and challenges that the ego goes through in the letting go And that's the funny thing because that's why I say the harder we work at things, the more struggle it causes. We still have to work at things. The difference is if you work more in spirit, it makes the struggles of this world smooth out and easier. And so it really is simply a matter of where we choose to spend our time, our focus, our attention in that spiritual action more on loving accepting forgiving more on the actions of meditation more on that action of the soul's return home to god or are we going to keep spending all the time focused in the world and trying to fix all the problems of the world that never seem to end have you ever found that out it just never ends we're going to fight for peace and then a whole bunch of people die So it's more peaceful because there's no more people fighting for peace. But then when more people are born, well, then we have more struggle and war again because nobody can get along, so then we've got to have another battle for peace, and so on and so forth. It never stops. In the insanity of our humanity, we keep thinking, well, this time it's different. It's going to change now. We're going to bring peace upon the planet, right? Isn't the new age supposed to be a thousand years of peace? Oh, that would be nice, but I just have my doubts. But if you begin to understand and learn the principles of spirit and all the spiritual teachers that have taught throughout the ages, this whole physical creation depends on chaos and disturbance to stay in existence. It is never going to come to peace in time and space. It may get quieter at times, but that's just what? The the quiet before the storm? You really want your life to get easier? Stop trying to work so hard on your life here and start working on your soul what do i mean by that well really there's no work to be done on your soul it is about waking up to who you are as the soul and truly discovering that and focus upon the soul's journey back home to god and that's why it is so important to take the time to do the meditation the primary action is that meditation i cannot say that enough It has always been. Every spiritual teacher has always said to go within. We always have to go within. But to do that, that means we've got to let go of the outer. It's really not that hard. A lot of it is just outlasting the struggle and the chaos. There's a very practical reason why We recommend or suggest the true law of tithing, not 10% of your possessions to God. How can you give your possessions to God? You can give them to churches and organizations, but is that really a spiritual action or is that just another physical action? Well, it's physical because it's dealing with the physical. The true spiritual action is giving your time to God. 10% of your day give to God to the spiritual action where you are spending time with you, your soul, and with God. And that's truly the meditation. 10% of the day. The true law of tithing, give 10% to God. It's giving you to God, not your possessions. You. Give yourself to God. Only 10% of the day. It's not really that much time. You may think it is, you think, How am I going to take two hours and 24 minutes, that's 10% of the day, how am I going to take two hours and 24 minutes out of my day for God when I'm so busy with all these other things? I'll tell you right now, it's not that hard. It's just really a matter of what's most important to you. But we're not going to do that until God really is the most important thing in our lives. And that is going to be, according to each of us individually, that level of longing, of yearning, of really wanting to be back into that spiritual kingdom and the willingness to let go and to move through whatever we need to for that action of return. But that action of return does not happen just by doing all the physical, emotional, mental things. Because those are physical, emotional, mental things. So many times people think, if I just do good works in the world, well, if you do good works in the world, you'll build a lot of good karma that you can reincarnate now and have a lot of good experience. But it's still about the world. It's not about spirit. That's the law of karma, the law of cause and effect. You do good, you get good. You do bad, you get bad. It balances out cause and effect. For every action, there's a reaction. And that is totally dependent upon what you do and where you come from in doing that. Very simple laws of physics, laws of nature. But that has nothing to do with the spiritual action. Those are the laws of the land of this physical creation. So spiritually, we need to start looking at the spiritual principles, and I don't call them laws. Some people call them spiritual laws, because to me, a law is restricting. That's the end with karma. It's right and wrong. Where the spiritual principles, there's no right or wrong. A spiritual principle is an action we can begin to apply, to live, to put into motion, to do with, so that we experience spirit, and just as I was sharing going into meditation today. Very simple action, the meditation. That's the greatest spiritual principle, if you want to call it that, or action that we can take to really return, to wake up and to know who we are and to truly experience the divine. But in doing that, it's really... A strange process, well, strange for the physical consciousness, natural for the soul. In the unfolding of the spiritual journey, because there is a process that, as we awaken or come more to life spiritually, well, that means then as we let go of the physical, things die. Eventually, the body's going to die. But even thoughts we have, even feelings we have, even emotional, I mean, imaginational fantasies and wants and desires die. They fall away. They don't exist anymore. We created them, and eventually we're going to kill them or just let them die off by the letting go. In this pathway, it's often referred to dying the little death daily. That means every time we meditate and wake up and live more of the spirit of who we are, and that means we're letting go of something mentally, emotionally, imaginationally, or physically that is now dying off. And that's the part where we find the struggle because the body, the mind, and emotions know that those are going to die. And so they will scream for life and struggle to hang on. And that's where we find ourselves challenged in letting go. In truly letting God. But that's the challenge that is always present. It's always been there. There's no way to avoid it. I found the easiest way to handle it is to just take it head on, face on. To love all things, especially yourself. But to love all these things, to allow the loving to bring these things to rest in peace. That dying off then is a peaceful process that is a fulfillment of the soul getting liberated rather than creating more karma or creating more experience to the cause and effect it is that action of allowing things to just drop away or to die off through loving that is the true nurturing and compassion of the soul the Holy Spirit that takes place as we choose to participate spiritually it was very interesting I I guess I will feed in some of my own experiences from this week I had one of those experiences in a big way again I say again because I've had many things die off over the years including facing death itself on this level but this last week after going through the flu and pneumonia I was just making a comment earlier I literally felt like I was going to die is that bad at one point? Well, guess what? I actually did, or some part of me did die this last week. I literally had an inner experience where it was twilight, I was flying above the land, and I have learned over the years to just stretch out my arms, say, Lord, I surrender. I said, Take me to where I need to be. And it is through that action of the Holy Spirit that always just carries me. Most of the time it's flying for me. That that movement of the Holy Spirit was just carrying me and flying me. It said, take me to where I need to be. And I find myself flying across the land. And at one point then I started to get horizontal and just started going straight down into the ground. And as I went down backwards in the ground, I noticed a perfect rectangular cut out as a cemetery plot. I went, okay, so this is where we're going this time. Sure enough, I went down, whatever it is, six feet, as they say. It seemed like it's deeper. This one might have been 12 feet down. I don't know. And there it was. I was down in the coffin, put my arms down, coffin closed on me. There I am in a coffin. And then what next? I heard the dirt starting to be thrown on the top of the coffin. I'm like, wow, all right, I'm being buried alive. Do they know I'm alive? I thought I'm supposed to be dead first before they bury me. Well, if you ever had these experiences, it can be kind of frightening. And that fear always is going to creep up. And it started to show up in me, and then I just learned I let go. I said, okay, I surrender. I know all this works. I've done it so many times over the 29 years now I've been meditating. So I've learned just to surrender to death itself. Knowing that who I am as a soul can truly never die. The soul is eternal. Who we really are is eternal. But to discover and know that we are going to go through these very fearful processes of dying itself. That we literally are going to have to face death whether it's the day we finally do in this physical body or whether it's through an inner experience like I'm talking about. And if you've had these inner experiences, you know they're as real as like the physical. Not just a dream. It's a lot more real than a dream. But it is not physical in nature. But on some level, there's a reality going on. So I got buried alive or buried dead, I guess, depending on how you look at it. But there's one thing I've really learned over the years this is just sharing. Not only do I, the soul, never die, but I also know in those dying types of experience that some part of my consciousness, mentally, emotionally, imaginationally, or physically, is dying off. And it's just laying it to rest. So as you heard me say, what did I say? I said, God, take me to where I need to be. And that's all we need to do is just surrender to God. Make it all about God. Not about your process. Don't make it about how you feel, what you think. Don't try to control what's going to happen. Just surrender to God and say, God, thy will be done. Take me to where I need to be. Bring me through whatever experience I need to go through because God is always going to bring us through that which is going to liberate us awaken us and bring us more into that union with God for these are the things that separate us from God that we as a soul have created that we now have to move back through to complete to bring to rest, to let die off so that we can be free of that and now move on including death itself in its many different forms. We've got to be willing to move. And Here's the funny thing. It's not necessarily moving past death. It is moving past the fear of death. It is the fear itself that holds the soul in bondage because I never died. It is only the fear that holds us in bondage. When we can go through the fear of death or the fear of anything, that's how we get liberated and free from our attachments. And that is how we complete our karmas, how we complete our unlearned lessons, how we complete the experiences we are to have here to fulfill our journey, why we are even in this creation of time and space, to fulfill that. That is a loving action. That dying off is a loving action of the soul's fulfillment of its journey in this physical kingdom so that it can return the spiritual kingdom. This is why I've said over and over the years this is not a pathway of avoiding or making anything wrong or getting rid of things. It is not a path of clearing karma in a sense out of reaction, fear, and judgment. This is a pathway of fulfillment through loving, through accepting, through forgiving so that the things that die off, that do get cleared away that do get completed it is done through a spiritual action not an action of the ego that's the real big difference of when we're doing a spiritual action or one you could call a karmic one because it's done through the ego out of judgment and fear we've got to let go and move through the judgments and fears and the main way I found is like I said just surrender Lord, thy will be done. Doesn't matter. I, I know at this point it does not matter what I think or feel or want. Doesn't matter. God doesn't care. Oh my God. But what does God care about? Fulfilling. Fulfilling us. God wants us fulfilled. And if we want to develop the relationship with God that we're doing in meditation and through our whole lives, not just meditation. I like to say meditation opens the door, but then it's the door's open. But God wants us fulfilled so that we can come home back into union once again so we are no longer in separation but now are restored back into that oneness and all we have to do is just allow ourselves to move through all the experiences don't resist go ahead and judge doesn't matter just don't resist walk through your judgments Do the yelling, screaming, judging, whatever you want, but walk through it. Or like I say, better to just surrender, let God carry you through it. And it'll be done. But when it gets done and completed that way, it's a peaceful action. Even when it seems like it's not. Because in the moment you face the fear and you go through the fear, there's that moment of like, oh my God. But as soon as you surrender, it's, Done. Because there are the challenges. In this case, it was rest in peace. But there are the other challenges, like another one I had where I was being attacked by a bunch of snakes, being bitten. You know, the fears, the snake pits, the pits of hell, and all that stuff, people's fears, spider snakes, all that. Unfortunately or fortunately, we're going to have those experiences to get through the fear. And I'm sharing this one as well because I want you to know things can look differently at different times the coffin one was much more peaceful but I had to get past the fear of suffocation and being buried alive so with the snakes poisonous or not again it's fear but also there's symbology here too as snakes can represent certain things in the world that deal with more. I mean, how does Lucifer often, how is he portrayed? Serpent, snake. You ever see the um, uh, St. George, the knight on the horse with the spear and there's Lucifer as a serpent under his feet and he's spearing him? Well, that's the soul conquering or having dominion over this physical creation of time and space or over Lucifer, the lord of reflection. And that's what we're doing here. We're learning to move through our fears so the fears don't have dominion over us, rather we have dominion over them. So sometimes, like the fear of snakes or being attacked, so to speak, by the world, don't we often feel attacked? Things come at us, attacking us, trying to harm us, hurt us, kill us, or at the very least, call us names, hurt our feelings. (laughs) Well, what do we do with that? What do we do with that? Well, a normal response often is to defend ourselves, fight or flight, right? Either run away to so you don't get harmed, or to fight back, kill or be killed. That's the most normal response of polarity, of reaction here. Well, once you begin to learn the spiritual action, well, regardless, you're going to go through your reactions anyway, but eventually you want to get past the reactions and into the place of the spiritual action of surrendering and loving. But in this other case oh, it was kill or be killed, so I was strangling the snakes, killing them off. Killed most of the snakes off, got a few bites though. But at some point the experience gets complete. Things come to peace again. But there's always a the death. This time it wasn't me, so the snake's being killed off. So each of these snakes symbolize some type of karmic energy in the world through the mind, emotions, imagination, or body. Believe me, karmas can take on any kind of form. We're going to work through them in our inner experiences, in our dreams, and just in our daily lives through our thoughts and feelings. So it's okay to go into reaction just find yourself at some point coming to the place of surrendering and loving. Because at some point in there everything is going to drop away that is of the world. So in this case, it's more of a kind of a violent one. I killed the snakes off. Woo-hoo! Yeah, right? But it was done. So whatever those snakes represented, those karmas are done. They've been killed, they died off, maybe not as peacefully as the other experience, but nonetheless, it's done. It is that point of completion where the peace comes in because we have moved through and passed our fears. It is the fear that we react to, the fight or the flight, and we're going to go through the reactions and I'm sharing this because I want you to understand this is not about not reacting if you keep trying not to react you are in a state of avoidance and resistance to the process so if you go into reaction allow yourself to go into reaction and keep going so you get past the reaction and then begin to find that place of peace in completion where now these reactions and however they're symbolized on the inner levels just drop away die off because every single one of us are going to go through these and when I describe these inner experiences this is what it looks like on the inner levels but every single one of us go through all these things on a daily basis all the emotional reactions we have during the day, all the mental struggles we have, that we feel, that we walk through every day, that's the same thing I'm describing now. What I'm describing is just on another level of consciousness how these things can look symbolically as we work through the mental-emotional struggles that we go through here on a day-to-day basis. It's the same thing. It's just just a, a different level of perception And what do we do with it? It doesn't matter if we're in an inner experience on another level or right here in the physical. How do we handle these things within ourselves is the point I'm trying to make. That is the key to your freedom or your bondage. And that is your choice to make. But if you want your freedom and your soul to be liberated from all these struggles and battles and fears, well then sooner or later there's only really one way, and that is God's way. And that way is always loving, always loving. So eventually we have to come to the spiritual action of loving to not overcome all things, but truly to complete and fulfill all that we're here experiencing. And if you are truly a disciple set upon this path of liberation and determined to return back to God and know your oneness, well, you've come to the right place. Because that's what we're doing here, is sharing the journey, sharing the path, giving the tools and the keys, the support and assistance so that each, as one chooses, that that action of the Holy Spirit you're inviting in to walk with you, to support you through your only true one and single desire, even if you don't know it, and that is simply God. Everything we search for in this world, we don't realize we're really looking for God. All we've done is that song, looked in all the wrong places. But eventually, after we've looked in enough of the wrong places, we realize, okay, there's nowhere else to look but within and up. At some point, we're all going to come to that that we begin to realize we've got to begin to look within and now up, up to that light and sound of spirit. And when we begin that journey, life truly does change. When we really begin in sincerity, that spiritual journey, we become a true disciple of God. And we make that the most important thing in our lives. We still do the world. We still experience and walk through what we need to. We still handle our responsibilities in our day-to-day lives. But it is not the most important thing anymore. So to truly be a disciple of God, there are the spiritual principles and actions that we want to pay attention to. And there is a real relationship that is developed there. This path to sun and light has always been taught through all the ages. And it is always on this level a, a teacher-disciple relationship. But this relationship here is just but a reflection of the true relationship of the soul with God. And it is all the spiritual teacher does in this world is give those principles and tools For the individualized soul, the disciple, to develop that relationship, the only true place it can be developed, and that is in spirit. This really is a pathway for you and God, not an outer one, not a religion, not a physically based teacher-student one. It is only truly one that is between your soul and God. And that's what we're doing in ILM. Sure, people call Gemini spiritual teachers, and that's fine. But what do we do? We teach about spirit. We share those actions and principles by which you, the soul that is truly seeking God, can now begin to apply in practice so that you can have your personal relationship with God. And we are here simply to support that, to assist you in that journey. And that's it. But if you were to see that relationship on the inner levels, oh, it looks a little different than what it hears here where we're just talking. It can be quite profound and magnificent, the unfolding of that journey of the soul beyond the physical. When you begin to realize the freedom you can really have without the limitations and restrictions that the body, the mind, the imagination and emotions create for the soul here. That is profoundly different. When you even get a little taste of that, that's all you're going to want. In the beginning, it's often one. You're trying to get out of all the negativity, the pain, the suffering but then when you have a taste of that pure loving that is truly Divine that then becomes your motivation and it's a much nicer motivation than all the other garbage that we may start with I like to say there's negative and positive motivators to me it doesn't matter what the motivation is what matters is where are you going what are you doing are you approaching? But if you really want that relationship with God, if you really want to wake up and know the truth of who you are and your oneness with God, that is what we're doing here. It's kind of strange because in this modern day and age, the technology to even do this through the internet and how we're gathered here, and we're dressed in whatever clothes rather than... Robes and wearing spiritual crowns and all the regalia. It all seems so Renaissance or old medieval because this pathway never really changes. The spiritual pathway has always been the same. Always. Times change, cultures change, things change in this world. It's always changing. But the spiritual actions in the soul's journey out of the heart of God and into creation, and then back out of creation and back into the heart of God, has always been the same. That doesn't change. You can always rely on that. You can always look to that. And find out for yourself. Discover. Do the meditation here. Have your experience and see what you discover. My first several years of meditating, I did all kinds of meditations. I went to all kinds of groups. I tried all kinds of different things. But it is only the path to sun and light that I found a consistency, a solidness that never changed in the greatest fullness of loving. Everywhere else I went, I found a piece of loving A peace, but never a solidness, never a wholeness of the whole spirit. And that's why I'm here today. But you each have to discover and find out for yourself. Have experience. Look at a lot of things. Follow your curiosity, your interest. Discover for yourself. And one day you will find, just like I did, There's really only one way, and that one way simply is loving. And it's a matter of, is it just a piece of loving, or is it the wholeness of the Holy Spirit? And that's the journey we're all on. You're going to find all the pieces and eventually come back into the wholeness for yourself. Allow yourself the journey.